wars are fought with weapons, but they are won by men. You just don't know when to give up. I can do this all day. Our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers. How do you feel? Taller. Every army starts with one man. Captain America. In theaters July 22nd. And welcome, Messiahmites, to Midnight Movies once again. I'm one of your hosts. I am Danitos Kane, and I'm here with my other co-host, and that is the captain. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing awesome, man. Can't wait. Cannot wait. So this is going to be the beginning of a lengthy series that we're going to be getting. We talked about this last year. Didn't get a chance to do it, but uh, we're going to do it this year. It's going to be a 12-month-long saga. That's right. 12 months, we picked out uh, 12 Marvel movies that are connected to the Infinity Saga. We're not going to do all of them. There's 23 and there's way too much. And a couple of the movies we just didn't like or didn't agree on. But uh, these are the movies that we agreed to do. They tie in directly and chronologically to the Infinity Saga. And the first of those movies that we're doing in that order is probably one of the underrated ones. And that's Captain America, the first Avenger Captain. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one was the most underrated one. I think this one only did 300 mil. If I remember correctly, it wasn't a big one. Uh, no, 370 million, yeah, worldwide. So, I mean, when you really look at the overall spectrum of, of the Marvel movies, it probably was in the lower lower range. Um, I mean, it, he was, I mean, Captain America was one of the bigger bigger uh, characters in the, in there. When you really look at who came out, I mean, Iron Man was on there, but Iron Man wasn't a big, big Marvel character. I mean, he everybody people knew about him, but your big ones were, you know, your your Spider Man, your X Men, Wolverine, Captain America, kind of fell into that into that group as well. Uh, you know, I would say probably in the back end of it. Yeah, probably he was probably like more of a. Um, I was on that that tier of Iron Man, like a, almost like not a not quite B. But kind of like a high C plus character, but you know, as everything with Kevin Feige touches, you know, you know, his version of you know, right up there. Um, you know, people have always said like this is the Superman they've always wanted on film, you know, because you know the way he acts and he's just very heroic and you know all that jazz. But this was the beginning of it, and when this movie was released, um, people had doubts of a Cap movie being good, and boy, like the first. We were burnt. I mean, really, yeah. when you think about what we what did we have in beforehand? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, we had the seventies movies, which were hit with him with a giant motorcycle helmet, and then yeah. like that the awful, oh, that nineties movie, which was like the first ten minutes of that movie was great. After he came out of the ice, all garbage, all downhill. Uh, Red Skull being Italian—that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but when you actually think of what we grew up with, also. Uh, for Marvel cartoons, I mean, you and I being you know seventies and eighties kids, we didn't have a Captain America cartoon. We had we had Spider Man, we had the Hulk, we had the X Men, we had a Iron Man one like in the eighties a little bit, and then it kind of faded us out. And then late nineties, it it kind of came back, but he was never really big out there. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I think you you were one that always said it to me. Is like he he was your he you didn't like him because he was too boy scouty. Yeah, he was always too much of a goody goody guy. Like I just didn't like you know he's always too wholesome. Always like you know hey kid, Logan, of comic book movies and well, this, com- well I, I feel that way about this movie. I think he's too goody goody. I think he's too boy scouty in this. I I, I prefer the, the but he has his moments though. I, I would agree with you on that sense. He is very boy scouting in that movie. And that's, I think that's, you know, obviously the way the character is written, yeah. but he has his moments where, you know, Hey, this is a super soldier and you're dealing with a badass. That's what I like about it. I mean, it does show that wholesome side and yes, it's there because you know, that's part of his DNA. But you know, when he flips the switch and he's going super soldier, you better watch out. That's what I dug about it. Very so I, I guess we should start. Um, yep. Yep. And just uh, just for you guys keeping uh, track at home, this is our first movie. This is the first movie chronologically when you look at the time, like if you look at the overall timeline of Marvel, that's one reason why, why we picked this. But this was actually the fifth movie in the Marvel series. Yes. So just so, um, so just so you understand why we picked this, because we wanted we thought if we're going to tell the story and watch the story together, let's do it from the beginning of the timeline. Exactly. So uh, we're starting off with Cap and uh, get ready for the next 12 months. Uh, yeah, should be fun. So I guess we should just start. Uh, the movie is two hours and four minutes, two hours, four minutes and 11 seconds. I am queued up at zero, zero, zero. So I'll begin the countdown. And if you guys want to play along and watch along with us, I will begin right now in three, two, one, and play. I'd tell you what this this intro still to to me to this day I still I still remember or I think back to the Transformers intro. Yeah, because like this he, was, the stars came down and skimmed across the water and he gave the uh, the computer sound. I, I, I still whenever I see that that's what I think of. And of course, you always got to open up with the classic. I don't think this is ever. I think this is. I think this has gone away. Hasn't it? The Marvel opening with the comic books flipping through, or it is now. It's them in the lettering. Okay, okay. That's that's I, the, the the big difference here. Is that big fan of the um, the comic book. Ooh, snow! Last couple of days in Florida, people thought it was going to snow. So the concept of this movie was was born in 1997 and they had been trying to work on this for since then uh, it was originally uh, just going to be distributed to uh, a, a artesian entertainment and apparently i guess a lawsuit uh, that uh, didn't get settled in 2003 is what stopped the project from going on it's an italian studio isn't it Artesian? I yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it definitely has a, an Italian. Sound. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like Artesian. But I don't. I don't think it's. It is a. You know, when I see this opening, it reminds me so much of the thing. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Like almost verbatim, but I have like the same kind of like paucho coats on, and you know they're looking at something in, in the snow. It's a good callback, I think, if that's... I don't know if that was intentional, but... Now, if you guys have ever read the Cap comics, I've read a couple of them in my lifetime, but um, the um, how they found Cap 
and how he gets with the Avengers and all that and adventures. This is pretty much spot on from the comics. Not not too much is derivative. It's pretty much the same. Find him in ice. I mean, in other instances, he's found literally in a block of ice, not in a ship. But, you know, they, they play with it a little bit. I think if you uh, refer back to uh, the ending of... Um Oh, which one was it? Where, 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 uh, or maybe it's in the middle of this one. God, it's been a while since I've seen this one. When, um, when Stark, um, goodness, just do a blank on him. Tony's dad's name. Oh, Howard. Howard Stark. Oh, when Howard, I think Howard finds the test rack frozen in ice instead. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's still in the same story. I think it is in the middle of this movie, actually. I, I keep it is. It is. I, I think it's toward, I believe it's towards the end. If yeah. You're, yeah. Now I'm guessing the reason that he was stuck in the ice. I mean, I, I mean, there was no, there's never been given like a definitive explanation. I might be wrong, Captain. You could correct me. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that the reason that he was able to survive for almost 70 years in the ice was because of the super soldier syndrome somehow, like keeping him alive. That's what that was. It wasn't that's what what kept him alive. It's what kept him alive during the freezing process. Okay, that's because okay. Yeah, that because that, that's the one. Um, that was the one thing that they were, you know, they, that kept him going because a normal human would have died instantly. Mm. But uh, being, you know, being part of the the uh, the super soldier program. I can never remember this actor's name. This old gentleman here, the place. No, he, he's been a lot of things. And uh, he was in um, Strain, one, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, he was. He was the uh, the um, the old school hunter, mm-hmm. hunting basically. the the Sigor or the Chigor. I forgot what they're called. He was basically their harker. Yeah, I really want to boil it down. Finally, an accurate look at the Red Skull. It's funny Hugo even makes comment that he's like he's he doesn't really he's very un, un, unbiased by this movie he doesn't really care either way. Yeah, it's it's kind of really good job. Like I was when he came back, or well, spoilers, it wasn't really him, but the guy that played him because I guess he kind of mimicked Hugo Weaving's voice and you know his mannerisms, which is a hard thing to do. It, it kind of bums me out that he's so. You know, not you know for or against this role, but he was just so good at it too. Yeah, so it makes me angry. I think he's more of a, a, a true thespian than a than a fan of these movies. I think a lot of but which which characters. which weirds me out because he was in the trilogy for Lord of the Rings. Again, that true thespian looks at that more of a as a theatrical thing. Uh, this is just you got to realize it's still in the infancy of the comic book movies. So this is a uh, you know to him it's just a paycheck.
And I like how we knew right away it was a fake. You messing with me? I will send the Segoy after you. Is that what they were called? The Segoy or yeah, Segoy? Yeah. Segoy. Okay. Segoy. Oh, Segoy. Hey, thank you. Is you know a stop? Not a stop. Honest, but at this point, you know they always get these nice character actors for like small roles, and and their impact is always there. Like you remember this guy. He was the beginning of uh, this first Avenger, guarding the Tesseract. Now, if you notice, this is actually the World Tree that uh, or yeah, this is yeah, up. you uh, you sell right? I believe. Yep. Yeah, but this is actually the the World Tree that Thor showed um, showed Jane Foster in Thor. So That's right. yeah, he was drawing right. it out. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Tied directly into it. We know how the Tesseract got back, you know, it was found eventually by S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to know how the Tesseract got here. That one, I, I, I hate to throw it, throw it on there, but I bet you there's a, 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 a tie-in comic book for that one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because it's never been that, – that's the interesting because this is the first of the Infinity Stones. Yes, yep. Of course, we didn't know that yet. I mean, well. I like how Hydra's technology is far ahead of everybody else, but not too far ahead. Like that tank is like a really big, huge freaking tank, but it's not like lasers or anything. They are more advanced, but, you know, not super advanced. Yeah. What I love is is this the special effects on this were amazing. Oh, they're phenomenal! But most people don't think about it. But that is really Chris Evans. They there was a company, and I wish I could remember the name of them that basically miniaturized him, as as strange as it sounds. I just like the fact that right now you're getting the the DNA of what Cap is. Even when he's not, you know, physically cat wants to go to war. He wants to put his life on the line. He doesn't care. You're right. Special effects are so phenomenal. You can't even tell. No, because uh, honestly, I always thought it was an actor, <clears throat> actor that they just overdubbed. His that just had a guy that looked really close to him. It's all he wants to do is serve his country. Now, somebody told me that stock footage that they're using on the film, that's a real commercial from that era. I can see that. I mean, they stuck very close to, to the time, time pace you know, for, for a time. <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? for the, that era? Yeah, for an era piece. Uh, it, they, they really they stuck to close right to it with the, the clothing, the, the dressing, even the, the, even the comic book we'll see later on. It was the original comic book. Yeah. Yeah. From, you know, from Captain America. 
Uh, even uh, Sebastian Shaw said that when he was uh, filming or getting prepared to film this, he actually watched a lot of old documentaries, all old, old World War II documentaries to get himself uh, prepped for this. Uh, that and um, he watched Band of Brothers. Get you get get him into the uh, the mindset. Very good series, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. <clears throat> Of course, that, you know, when, because in the comics, Bucky was the diminutive guy when he met Cap. And in this instance, he's more, he's more physically there before Steve is. Yeah, it's funny when, um, when he does finally turn into Cap, his, um, he and, he and uh, Chris Evans and Sebastian Shaw are the same height. So they had to, bump him up a little bit higher because like, like you were saying that there's the size difference. Yeah. The captain cap was a little bit taller than him. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but they weren't, that's the one difference between the comic books and this is, is Bucky was still a kid. Not, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. He wasn't full grown. He wasn't like, you know, that's a call back to uh, a movie. I guess we're not going to do is Iron Man two, the world's fair. And a direct reference to the Human Torch. Yeah, right. That is a right there. Yep, that is right. That is exactly his costume too. Now I'm going to throw something out, and everybody take a shot because you know it's coming. Sweet Jesus. Yep, that woman right there is Jenna Coleman with Sebastian Stan. Jenna Coleman was one of the companions on what with the Eleventh Doctor in Doctor Who. Drink up, everybody. Yeah, I love that little. Nugget of data out of my uh, out of my list. That's uh, never gonna escape my mind, sir. So drink up. That is Jenna Coleman, a very young Jenna Coleman, by the way. Which one, the brunette or the blonde? Uh brunette. Brunette. All right. Yeah. She's one of my favorite companions to another Doctor Who alum, Karen Gilm, who's also in the MCU. See, Doctor Who gets around. Yeah, apparently he does. And David Tennant also in the MCU, who was one he was a tenth doctor and he was the uh Kilgrave. And what we are watching is the reversion technology, which is the infancy of the repulsion technology that we will see, repulsor technology that we're gonna see in Iron Man later. So Yep, that's right. To what uh something Howard was working on that Tony that picked up and perfected. Exactly. I like the callbacks for that, by the way. It's just Dominic Purcell up there playing the young Howard Stark, by the way. Did a great job. But I think he was awesome as Jesse Cutter in Preacher, which yeah. ended last year. So yeah. you guys haven't checked it out. Three seasons. Third okay. season kind of lagged off a little bit, but was it three or four? I think it was four. No, no, it was. No, you were right. It was three, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't long. I think, I think they're only like 10 yeah. episodes, but they're really, really done well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I was surprised when we actually got an arse face. That was the biggest part. I was like, oh, they did it. They really did it. We live such in a, in a great era. Stanley Tucci? Yes. Another good character actor. You know the main reason he took the role for this? Uh, no, I do not. 
because he could use his German accent. He's never been in a role where he could use a German accent. And that's really the main reason that, uh, that he took and he had just always wanted to do one. Does he have a brother as an actor as well? Uh, Tucci? Yeah. I'm not sure. I might be thinking of somebody else. Stanley Tucci. Isn't that guy in the Transformers movies his brother? The guy who plays like the part of the secret society or something? I don't think so. He, play, he plays uh, Jesus something in Big Lebowski. You're talking Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. But uh, actually, and we just and we just skipped over one of the one of the perfect lines that gets called back into Endgame. Don't take all the stupid with you. Yep. And it would say it was uh, that's it was that line right there when you knew something was up when Cap was leaving because it, yeah. it was just it, I know I knew for me in the theater I was like okay what's going on here what, I knew so, I knew something Cap was up on. because when he said that because it's almost like he knew. Don't take the old stupid with you. You know, one of the biggest things, and I am a, and I think as you are, we've done Man of Steel commentary, I think it was a year ago. And I think one of the, the big things about a movie with a gigantic, super-powered, you know, being is you got to make them relatable. And I thought Man of Steel did that. People didn't think, didn't agree, which is fine. But Captain America, I think, on a broader level, as far as more mainstream, succeeds in this. Because this is a super-powered villain, a, a hero, excuse me. And you see his, you know, you see his beginnings. Like you can relate to this guy. You know, he's a puny guy. He gets, he gets bullied all the time, but he still keeps going. He's like, I don't care. You can kick my ass, but I'll keep coming. Well, that's interesting about uh, Stanley Tucci. He is actually related to from his current wife, Felicia Blunt. To Emily Blunt, really, and then in turn related to John Krasinski, who possibly so, oh, interesting, be, uh, who possibly might you know if everything goes the way they want, you know, could be part of the uh, Fantastic Four, a new Marvel. Oh my! You talk about casting, screaming for those two, mm-hmm. screaming, begging. You know how for years before the X Men movies came out, it was screaming for Patrick Stewart to be Professor X. Yeah. I think it's almost at that same level with, with Krasinski and Blunt. Yeah, and, and in the Krasinski's Krasinski still very young, and he can he can take the time they, if they can take the time and, and and plan him out and bring him in. I think he would be perfect. I agree. I yeah. agree. I don't agree with you much, but I agree with that. And you're thinking Steve Buscemi, by the way, in Bizanowski. Uh, is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, that's who you're thinking. Yeah, hey, Seuss. Steve Buscemi wasn't a Seuss, was he? Yeah. You sure about that? Hey, he was the bowler. Yep. No, no, not Buscemi. I'm sorry, not Buscemi. God damn it. Totoro. Sorry, John Totoro. Oh, that's, it. that's who I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, right. He was in Transformers. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I thought he was related to Tucci. The Italian thing, probably. I guess. Our first look at a Armenzola. 
which um, he becomes somebody else later on. Not quite, but um, you know, the MCU yeah. is always clever about it. That's the thing about like about the MCU. They give you what you want, not in the way you expect it, but they'll give it to you in slight little nods. And was he, he came back in, what movie was that that he came back in? He came uh, back in uh, Civil War? No, he, no. He came back in Winter Soldier, the next one. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, he... I'm not a, I don't watch, I think I've only seen Civil War twice. Yeah. Or not Civil, no, not Civil, no. Yeah, what's oh, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, sorry. I'm I've not... seen that movie the most times. Yeah, I really haven't seen it that that often. Unfortunately, uh, uh, folks, that movie didn't make the list. I tried hard for it, but um, just didn't make it. Maybe I'll do a solo one on that one. Later. I would. Yeah, I would go ahead and do one. Yeah. I mean, I do, is, I do a watch along with you, just not part of the the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that to put together. Like here. to me, as far as like, yeah, it, no, it does it fit the thread of the entire like Infinity Saga. No, but like a standalone espionage, just. You know, you know who done it type of film. I love Winter Soldier. Love, been, love, love, love. I've love. been thinking about us doing some random polls based off of movie type, and I think that would be a lot of fun to do. Mm. Like basically, do pull, pull out of the hat. You know, hey, you know what? You pick. You know, yeah, that'd be fun. You, you pick a spy thriller. I pick a you know just something just out of our I, kind exactly. of out of, out of our little norm. We are growing. Now, I got to admit, I haven't liked every Tommy Lee Jones role since probably The Fugitive. Even U.S. Agent, uh, US Agents was okay. The first two Men of Blacks were all right. But I kind of liked him as kind of like the dickhead general in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's perfect in this. I'm, and, a, I'm a Tommy Lee Jones fan. I mean, it's, I think he's... Speaking of jewels, Haley Atwell. Yes. I think she did an amazing job. Oh, so good. I don't remember if she's in the comics or not. Uh. Peggy Carter, yes, there is a Peggy okay, Carter okay. in the comics. Yeah, Peggy, Peggy has always been his his anchor to okay. that time. Because if you ever watch the uh, the Ultimate Avengers, um, that, that that animated movie, they had two that came out, the Ultimates, back when they yeah. were the Ultimates of Marvel. She was a tie-in to that, and that, that uh, he came to find out that uh, Bucky and Peggy actually eventually married, and Peggy refused to see him. Because she didn't want him, she didn't want him to see to see her that way. That way, yeah. You know, he went over to their house and was sitting down in the living room talking to talking to Bucky, and um, and she was upstairs, and she just wouldn't come down. Yeah, in the comics, it was actually Cap and Black Widow who got together. Yeah. Yep. And they actually had a um. It was like a fun one-off movie, animated movie. I don't know if you ever saw it, Mike. It, uh, I mean, sorry, Kevin. Um, I think it was called um, Sons of the Avengers. And it basically the premise was all the kids of the Avengers think were, that had survived and they were being basically mentored and taken care of by Tony Stark, who was like an older Tony Stark at this point. Oh, I have. The, I have and the that. world is basically apocalyptic, taken over yes. by Ultron. Yeah, so, I've seen that one. If you guys have never seen it, it's really, really fun. You see, like the the daughter of Thor, the son of Cap and Black Widow. Um, oh, there's a couple other ones in there I can't remember right now. 
this is my favorite scene right here. Yeah, this is a great scene. <laughs> this is one of those ones where I was like, that's when I, this is when I could kind of could, could get get along with Cap. I think this is the moment I like connected with the character. I was like, that would be me. It's, you, know, you work smarter, yeah, harder. Yeah, we're, we're, exactly. That's that's my motto in life. Like I never work hard. I work smart, not hard. I love this. Only one who thought about that. That's where she was like, hmm. <laughs> he knew it. They're pissed. You know, you got to give credit to the costume department, man. Like these costumes were, you know, they're not cheap. Not cheap. And you, ha- you got to do your research at this time, too, because, you know, you got to capture that look of that era. Well, like like we were saying, I mean, Band of Brothers wasn't, yeah. hadn't gotten done filming not that long before, you know, before this. I bet you they were like, hey, uh, can, you know, do you mind if we uh, take some of this stuff? I believe we're on the same area too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. What do you mean by same area? Uh, I think they filmed this in Atlanta. Oh, okay. I, I believe some of Banner Brothers was filming in Atlanta. Everybody scatters. I love how basically they just called out that dude for being chicken shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's got to be, it's got to be this guy. He's physically fit. He's, he can do it. And he's like, nope. And then there's a, I can't wait. I, I, the scene's coming up. I think it's now. W- why they chose him. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. It's, it's when they, when he's. When it's like, it's like scenes like this, man. It just, it's like, not only makes a movie going experience so good, but it's just like, you can call back to like, yeah, you know what? And it's it'll, it'll hit you. It'll hit you. It's great. Look for the stills online. You can find the stills online where it's actually Chris sitting next to him. Yeah. I've seen those. And it's like, it just blows my mind. I'm like, how does that, like I said, it's when you look at special effects, people talk about seeing Carrie Fisher coming back or they talk about what great, you know, special effects or car chase you ever saw in the Fast and the Furious. But this simple scene has probably more special effects of per, per frame right now. It's you're taking him at that size. It's a, it's a special effects. That's the acting too. Yeah. Because you, he has to act like he's a skinny puny guy. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. And what kills me is like a scene like this, like a CGI scene like this, not even nominated for an Oscar. It's part alone. Like this whole, you know, 30 minute CG of, 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 you know, Chris Evans should have been, should have won. I mean, like right away, just that scene alone of him. Now we get the backstory of Johann Schmidt. I don't know about you, my, uh, Captain, but I love when they do the backstories and villains. You know, how they came to be, why. 
Well, definitely, yeah, because it fills in the, the the plot hole, the story that of you know now you understand yeah, and now you have something you have know, to go back and and guess what? It's not an hour and thirty minutes. It's not forty five minutes of that. It's a little montage. That's all it is. You're getting it right now. Like this, this quick little five minute scene basically got in the origin of Red Skull. Yeah. I think too many comic book, you know, movies, they, they kind of fall victim to that. Like they have to give this intro to the villain and they don't need to, they just do something like this. That's it. Yeah. Flashbacks aren't bad things every once in a while. So we know who our protagonist is. Now we're going to move forward. I just love the fact that he tells him, like, look, you weren't the strongest dude, but you had the heart. Nobody else had that. Then again, it's your classic, at that point, it's your classic hero tale. Because it's usually, you know, your most of your hero's tales, it's not, it's not about being bigger, not being stronger. It's about the heart that you have, you know. Yeah, that's it. This was the last drink that he took. Nope, because he never had a drink. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. You can't drink. <laughs> Actually, I forgot because I thought he drank this. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's going to drinking for two. You can't drink that. You know, it's funny they mentioned the, the, the super soldier syndrome or serum, excuse me, throughout the MCU. How, like, you know, Cap had the one that was perfected and they've always tried to replicate it, but never quite got there. You know, apparently this guy was the only one who knew it. And it's back to, you know, back again to the comics. Like, there was only one doctor who knew the exact formula of it. And basically, he died with it to the grave. Yeah, I mean, because that, that was also the, the, um, the origin part of, the, of Hulk eventually. Hulk yeah. Hulk that, that he was trying to mimic. The super soldier serum to you know to, to try to try to recreate it but it was never happened nope. Nope. now did bucky get a similar uh serum or was it like hydra's own hybrid version i think it was their version of it the one okay. that, that, that basically had modified the red skull because, I mean, that's really what happened to him is that he, he took it. But okay, because, you know, Bucky would never got disfigured like Red Skull did. Right. But he, you know, he... And, and, and they called out the, what are the, they called the Winter Soldier Syndrome. They call it something. I forget, it's, it's mentioned in Civil War, actually. Well, within him, I think his was just the Winter Soldier program. Is this what he was part okay, of? Okay, okay. And, and he, he was the... Uh, he was the first successful one, but there were others. And by the way, that... That movie, Civil War, is one of the ones we will be doing. Probably sometime during the summer, I believe, if I look at the list correctly. Hello, 
So yeah, this was the last, and you know, we were talking about the Paramount intro. This was the final Paramount Pictures movie produced with uh, Marvel Studios as Disney bought the rights to the Avengers and Iron Man 3. So, I mean, when you really think about it, Disney was not the beginning of this. It was still Marvel Studios. So by the, what, the fifth or sixth movies when Disney... I believe so. Um, I just looked at the list. Apparently, we're going to get to Civil War if everything goes well by August. So a long way to go. But so many good movies in between. So, yes. And by the way, spoilers... Um. I guess I'll say this. We're doing all three Thor movies, which kind of shocks me. I think that's one of the things when we made the list. We were kind of like scratching our heads. Like, did you hear that? Did you hear, did you hear the sound of everybody unsubscribing? <laughs> no. They'll subscribe. Because we're doing, doing what? That. Click, 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 click. <laughs> so It's uh, more like subscribe, subscribe, like, 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 share, share, share. Like, really? You're doing all three Thors? I go... So the lady that uh, there were a bunch of women that were uh, tried out for uh, Peggy Carter, um, Alice Eve, Gemma, Gemma Harrington, Gemma, yeah, and, yeah, I know who uh, she Kira is. Knightley were all considered for the role, even but Emily Blunt, Blunt was actually offered the role but turned and it down. I could see Emily Blunt doing Emily. I could definitely see it, yeah, but the others I can't. Emily, yeah. yes, Kira, I I couldn't see Kira. Kira, no, because I think she's too kind of fraily, and you need a woman who's more like. How can I say this without so misogynistic? Haley's more. Um, Haley's got more of a classic beauty of, of that time frame. I think. Okay, thank you. I, 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 I was going to do a faux pas. I'll, I'll, save I, I wanted, the, I'll save you the hate mail. But thank yeah, you, <laughs> Haley. Haley has that that classic, like nineteen thirties, nineteen forties look of a of a of a, a movie star from back in that time. Yeah, I don't want to say voluptuous. I would not even fully figure, but just like yeah. More of that that, that yeah. style of 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 what the what the style was back then. Yeah, like a, like a pinup girl. Like she was almost like the Betty Boop. Almost like she had that figure. Yep, take it all off. Is Howard Stark in this room or no? Uh, I believe he is there. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's oh, yeah, you're right. He is there. He is there. I'm sorry. In that room. He's actually in the room with... Um, with Cap. With Cap, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's one of the ones uh, using uh, twisting the, the dials. And I guess there's no secret. Uh, the next movie we'll be doing in our Infinity Saga will be the first Iron Man, which falls into that chronological order. So that should be fun. That's going to be a good conversation. I can't wait for that one. I'd be fascinated to know where you were during that time. During which one? The first Iron Man. Oh. I remember when that movie, because they did a Comic-Con, and uh, John Favreau came out with... um, with Robert and um, they showed stills, they showed the helmet. And back then that the Iron Man costume, a lot of it was practical before they CGI'd it because they had to, but 
that first trailer came out, I was blown away. But that's for another time. Pay attention to these valves, by the way. They come back later on in future MCU films. One of them being... That's got to hurt. Captain, if you ever get a chance and you look up, you know, um, Super Soldier Serum, it shows like the ingredient. Like somebody had done it. I don't know who did it. Probably some nerd, one of our people. Sure, you sure it's not a? You sure it's not like a cocktail or something? Somebody? No. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? One part, one part coconut rum. You you never know. That does <laughs> looks like a Blue Long Island, by the way. Um, you know, somebody online had actually um, somehow listed all the ingredients of what the, what's in, inside the super soldier serum. Pretty interesting. It's like at least like 20 things. And like whoever did that, I applaud them. I mean, I don't know if it's, I mean, obviously it's not real, but you got to give them credit. Check it out. It's on Google, by the way, kids. But uh, don't try that at home. Don't try to create your own super soldier. It might not come out the right way. I don't know. They they did a pretty good job in a uh, weird science for uh, what you know trying to create the perfect woman. I mean, uh, that's a, if that's not if that's not a how to book, I don't know what is. Uh, Kelly LeBrock. When will we ever get to that movie? Oh, hopefully, okay. hopefully this year. Hopefully this year. I got a Kelly LeBrock story to tell you one time. I'll tell you off here. You'll die laughing. Vita Ray. Nice. You know what's strange? Howard Stark was there. You would think he would have some kind of knowledge of what's in that serum? Or was he just assisting? I think he was more there for technical. Okay, okay, okay. For the equipment, not and not so much the the serum, right? Yeah. Because you got to realize that he came from Germany with the serum. So the serum was already created and perfected when he left. Mm-hmm. That he didn't have to do much. Why is it, you know, evil people in movies who wear glasses always wear those black frames? Don't know, but I wear those same frames. No, you don't. I wear I wear black frames. <laughs> my frames are black too, but they're not as thick as my frames. Sorry, folks. We don't. We argue about tedious thing. You see those? Those are like the frames I have. 
But anyway. Really, I mean, if you want to get specific, it's the same frames that uh, Clark Kent wears. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm actually going to go shopping for glasses. Tomorrow. Some new pairs. See, that's the thing about the MC. Like, this is Stanley Tucci. He, he's, maybe he shot, like, what, maybe two or three days on set, but he back. Oh, lady. Oh, uh, man. Why you got to kill grandma? Grandma was packing. You, you might <clears throat> you kind of had to. How did, how did grandma have a Tommy gun, by the way? By the way, that guy looked like my grandfather with, with the, uh, what do they call those hats? I forgot. They're like the hats and Peaky Blinders. I have a pair. And she got good aim. I wonder if that's a callback with that yellow card to um, Dick Tracy. Possibly could be. I mean, it, it is the same time frame. You know, yeah. So it could be something familiar. By the way, I'm a big fan of that Dick Tracy movie. People, a lot of people hate that movie. I love that movie. I mean, it's Dick Tracy. What do you? What did you expect to go? I mean, you expected it to be cartoony, really, when you look at the time frame and. The, the style of co- even the, the, the comic strip was. I'll tell you what, if that, if that movie does not exist, there's no Sin City. Just saying. Yeah. Now, I love this. This is, he's literally learning. L- learning. He doesn't know what the hell to do. He's like, you know, oh, I guess I can jump really high. And he's doing it barefoot. That's a good callback to Die Hard, by the way. I don't know if that was your intention, but that's what I saw. Yeah, so Chris Evans did not have to try out for this movie. They they wanted him, and he actually turned it down three times. Really? Yeah, he because he he, he he had wasn't to really, there wasn't there auditions for this movie? Because I heard Jensen Ackles like he auditioned. He was like second. They probably they probably had to audition because a few times he he did they did turn him down, and they probably went through the casting role casting calls, but they still wanted him. Um, but you got to realize he, he was not a he's not new to comic book movies. No, no, you've got no, the Fantastic Four. Um, you've got the Losers. He was in. He was in uh, Scott Pilgrim. You know he he's probably got five comic book movies in his you know in his uh, you know in his you know, library right now before he becomes Captain America. You know it's funny. I mean I can't imagine Chris Evans not being Cap, but in a kind of like a weird what if world. I could see Jensen Ackles as Cap. I could have, yeah. He would definitely had a had definitely a bulk up. That's the one thing, uh, you know, the, that you have to do nowadays for these movies. You, if you're gonna want to be playing the in the world of superheroes, yeah, you look know. at the diet that uh, recently killed Amanjari. I believe I'm saying that name right. He's gonna be in the Internals, and he's shredded. Oh yeah. But he, if you look at the diet he had to go under. Like and he even admitted it. Like, hey man, you look Marvel hired nutritionist. You know, was it? I didn't do this by myself. It takes like effort to get that. You have to be not only do you have to work out, but you have to eat like the exactly right things for like six, seven months. Hey, he's got. He found Grievous. Hey, <laughs> that's Grievous's uh, submission. 
That is Grievous' shit. <laughs> Kenobi. Hey, easy there. <laughs> You're not completely Sorry. recovered. <laughs> no, I'm I'm almost there. Damn, he could swim too. <clears throat> I like a room like nothing. Oh, that was the last of it. Yeah, they definitely toned down the uh, the Nazi. Nazi yeah, it was Hydra a lot because I mean yeah, it was because in the comics it's severely heavy. Yeah, I mean you guys, if you ever like, yeah, if you ever, I guess they didn't want to. Well, if you saw any of the early comic covers, I mean, you know, it was a Captain America beating up Hitler and beating up, beating up uh, what was the Japanese uh, leader's name at the time? Genghis Khan was he? No, not Genghis. No, um. Lord Sun. Sun Tzu? No, not Sun Tzu. Did uh, he beat up didn't he beat up Stalin as well? Uh no, because Stalin was part of it. Mussolini was one. Okay, Mussolini. Okay, I was, that's what I was saying, Mussolini. But yeah, no, they they I mean they, there are Nazis there, but they definitely toned down the, the, the feel of it. Because really when Hydra became it was just the extension of of the Nazis after, yeah. after World War Two. It was basically him breaking away, saying, "You like, hey, they were more, they were more sciency, like doing like experiments like outside the realm." And Hitler was all like, "Yo, I'm gonna take over. I don't care about your weird shit." And eventually, I guess in the comics, they eclipsed, you know, the Nazis, but they kind of kept a lot of their, um, a lot of the remnants, like you know, uniform. Strategic value, hierarchy. So, uh, Reb Brown and Matt Singer, who uh, both portrayed Captain America in those previous adaptations that we talked about earlier, they both contacted um, con- contacted Marvel about uh, doing when they heard about it to do like cameos in the movie. Because you had you had Mark Mark uh, or not Mark Matt Matt. Uh, did uh was the nineties ninety one and uh Reb actually Reb Brown seventies yeah he was twenty nine movie the the I'm kind of shocked they didn't do any cameos. Well, they did. They did. Oh yes, they did. Ooh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are they in this film? Yes, sir, they are. Oh, you got to oh, point it out. At least one of them is. Okay. At least one of them is. All right. Other one I did not see. I love how they make the Red Skull like so sadistic. Like, you know, he's like messing around with the machine, but he's like shooting people. He's like, oh, I'm not messing up, but I'm not really messing up. He's like, we no longer need the Nazis. Hail Hydra. That's right. He's just saying that out of fear. Amazing. No, please don't right. blame. That's right, computer boy. You say That's that. Me. Oh, 
Okay, there's, there's a lot of blood they're taking. Jesus. So they want to get all the samples they can out of him. I guess. And none of that helps, too. There's Grievous' ship. Yep. Classic, classic villain shape. Yep. Long, pointy. You know, it's it's crazy how a woman can be sexy in a movie without, you know, having sexy outfits on. Hell yeah. Dude, you just, well, you're just shooting for an email today, aren't you? No, I'm just Are saying. I'm not trying to. Sh- I'm just saying she's a very attractive woman and she's not trying to be attractive. I'm trying to get a feminist against me. Just saying. Make me get that lawyer. We already have one, a retainer, man. I told you that. It's good lawyer. Your cousin Vinny doesn't count, by the way. All right. No, no, we have a lawyer retainer. <laughs> Don't worry, We're, we'll be fine. Good lawyer too. Oh, I'm not worried. You're the one that's you're the one that's racking up the points. <laughs> is this a president, or is this is like some sort of? Don't think this was the president. I think this was just like the head of their their division. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I just trying to think who he is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think the pre- they would have the president go and do this. I mean, this is the guy that, that their promotional guy to do the uh, to do what he's about ready to do. Okay, I see. And by the way, that is his actual costume. Yeah. And the original shield that oh, Captain America had. Like literally. Yeah, like everything. Like with the little feathers and stuff. Or the wings and the A. Because he's a joke right now. He's like, oh, he's nothing. He can't do much. He's just a, you know, he's just a freak show. Uh, by the way, Captain, if you get a chance... Watch the new Creep Show series. Really good. Really, really good. I was going out with a girl at this time when we when I saw this movie, and we kept singing that song. He's a star spangled man. <laughs> We got quite hammered afterwards. Actually, during we saw this movie in, um, <clears throat> I think it was uh, Downtown Universal. Good times. I almost thought that was Hugo Weaving. The, the yeah, I did too. I was like, first time I watched, I was like, it's like he is he doing double duty on?
Buffalo. Now, is this something they made up for the uh, for the movie? Was that ever in the comics where he was considered like a joke and not like hey. not that I remember, but that was got to be the early comics. Okay. And speaking of the early comics, I cut the comic books that they they were reading was the original. Yeah, that's comic. him right there. I think at this point, what he's supposed to be or they wanted them to be sort of like the symbol of hope. You know, let the boys go out and fight, but believe in this guy. He's fighting with you guys. Well, he, he was there to, for the war bond effort. Yeah. To make, you know, get more money. Oddly enough, the one thing that killed off the comic book industry was the war. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to be out there with him. I think it's at this point he realizes, like, hmm. Don't worry, kid. We'll get it back. Yeah, it's a joke. She kind of helps him realize, like, look, maybe this is not what you were made for. Of course not. I mean, just because they, only, they, they, they couldn't make the army they wanted, but you still have a good, strong soldier. Get them out there and do some damage. Yeah, you could do something. He's like, what are you going to do? Even he knows it. His little scratch pad is like, yeah. Yeah, he's a dancing monkey. <laughs> That's- pretty much, pretty much. She's like the soul of the MCU, Haley Atwell. In the limited movies that she's in, she's mentioned a lot. I think she's only in... Well, she's really only in one, two, if you count Civil War. No, not Civil War. Is it Civil War she's in? No, she dies in Civil War. Uh, no, well, no, yeah, but but he goes to visit her in Civil and, War. No, and not. There, does it, no, is it Winter Soldier? No, it's... No, I think it's a Winter Soldier he visits her. Okay, so yeah, then Civil War she's War. dead, and then and then we see her again in Endgame. Yeah, yep. And then of course the uh, Peggy Carter series, Peggy Carter series. Yeah, yeah, that was the TV series for Peggy Carter, which was a good series, by the way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I actually, I actually liked it. Only issue I had was like after they like they kept saying like in the first season like oh why can a, a woman can do this a woman can do 
do that. And I thought after the first season, when they got, oh, they're going to get over that. You know, they know she's an ass kicker. But the second season began almost the same way. Oh, a woman's going to fight. A woman's going to do yeah. this. It's like, come on, man. You basically just derailed your own property. <laughs> like after the first season, that should have been done. He wants to help and fucking, you know. Kizikbuk. Is it? <laughs> I love Tommy, dude. He's such a dick. He reminds, he, well, he reminds me very much of the of the uh, the Sam uh, Sam character he played in a Fugitive. Yes, very, yeah. It's, it, it's that he's a, he's the same character. Basically, is he's like that gravelly old. Hey, you can't do that. Yeah, he already he already knows what you're gonna say. Don't say it. I'm going to borrow somebody's line. His gravitas as to it. So. Where's, where is he? Where's Cab? Where's my helmet? That's the beginning of it. Is that a Howard Stark plane? What well, is Howard Stark flying it? So okay. I thought it was that. Okay. I was wondering. I didn't get to see like the titles and the fins, so I'm just wondering. Oh, well, it says a S H on there, or Stark. Oh no, it just says Stark. Sorry, on the on there. So, I mean, you know, they they base him, you know, mostly on Howard Hughes. So I'm sure he's got his own plane line. You got to love this. This is like the first hero, you know, mission for him. And he's basically going in cold. Mm-hmm. He's not a soldier. Like he's like he's, he's gone through some training. So, I mean, he's gone through. He's had some training, but he hasn't had like, you know, by the way, there's a strike plane. I just read the, uh, the, the uh, seats. Seat oh, yeah. It's all the seat cushions are. Yeah. It's the seat cushions. That's a bad motherfucker, man. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. But um, to have your own name in a seat cushions, you to be a badass. But what I was trying to say, this is like literally his first, he's had some training, but let's be honest, not, you know, in-depth training. I got to realize, I mean, most of those guys, when they did go to war, they didn't know what they, what, what kind of training they were. Ah, uh, yes. And then, uh, and then they were jumping out of planes. My, um, he, he's just got, he's just got the, has the, uh, the, the, the guts and the balls to do it. You know what? It's funny you say that my, um, the Sarge, my father, um, when he went to Vietnam, he had no clue what he was doing. No clue. He basically went there on a whim. Um, he was trying to get away from his family because his family, you know, back where, you know, he grew up, I don't want to mention where, but um, he was trying to escape his family and uh, what they were. And he went there basically as an escape. 
and, you know, basically became the man that he is by being in there. Discipline and all that stuff, like, you know, stuff that I've, you know, have horribly underused, but, um, you know, as a man, as he is, you know, he, he basically grew up with that life. Dum Dum Dugan. That's um, Neil. Oh, I forgot his name. Neil McDonough. That's Neil. Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough also doing some uh, uh, double duty. He was also an Arrow season four. He played. He was the main antagonist of that season, and he was Damian Dark. Was it which just is season a, four? I thought he was on there for a couple of seasons. Uh he was. Okay, he was on there for a full season of four. Or maybe I'm thinking they, as he went over to... Uh, Legends. He was on Legends. Thinking, okay. And they formed like the Legion of Doom yeah. in one season. He's a really good actor, by the way. Yeah, when you see him in this one, he just he looks thicker. Than yeah. When, you know, than when I think and and his face, too, which yeah. is crazy. Well, a lot, a lot of the actors, I mean, they, they would... I don't know how you get that face weight. Yeah. Barbecue. I don't know. Sound good barbecue, I guess. I, I guess. All right, I'm just asking. I'm sure there's something you, you can get face weight. Um, oh, the right fats. Chocolate chip cookies, I guess. Ooh, yeah. I'll tell you what, this base right here that um, they're in, this Hydra base, looks straight up like a base in Tron Legacy. Oh yeah, I can definitely. It see. like it does. Like it, I don't know which one it does. Not the one that um, Flynn is in, but like another one, like almost like a Citadel. Oh. Now th- those guns, th- those um those Hydra agents are using is that's Tesseract technology. So that's coming from the cube. That's just, they somehow harnessed into these little, look at that. There's those laser cartridges right there. Yeah. Backpacks almost. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, a little bit earlier that like they're ahead technology wise, but not so far ahead. And you can understand how they got it. If that makes sense to anybody. The birth of the Howling Commandos right here. Yep. And for those of you that don't know, the Howling Commandos were the uh, Caps buddies during World War II. Was Sergeant Rock part of the Howling Commandos? Or was that totally... No, Sergeant Rock was uh, Easy Easy DC. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Sergeant Rock was was DC, and uh, with the, with Easy Company, and uh, Cap was uh the Howling Commandos. I wasn't it Nick Fury in the Howling Commandos. Uh, yes, he was in okay. the, another version of the Howling Commandos. They they were something that continued on. That's another one they should do, Sergeant Rock. I mean, yeah. like a mini series or something. It doesn't have to be a movie, but. Now, when you hear when you watch Dum Dum uh, Dugan steal this tank, he makes a, a proclaims Wahoo. That was his saying in the comic book, so they they took that directly from there. <clears throat> I 
Now, was was that on purpose? Like they like in the Howling Commandos of this version, that they had all different type of ethnicities. They were very they were a very mixed group. They were okay. Okay. Imagine they 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 were the GI Joes. You know, they they were made of of, of the different different uh, groups, different colors. You know, the different uh, branches of the army. I think it's that mustache that Dum Dum Duggan has that makes him look thicker in the face. Yeah. Wahoo. Sergeant Rock would be a tougher one because Sergeant Rock was was grittier. I mean, the real gritty. I mean, if you, you could do it, you got HBO Max. Huh? You could do like, I mean, you did Band of Brothers in the same net. Yeah. Um, it could be like an eight episode miniseries. You could do it. Well, they've been talking about doing the Band of Brothers in the in the uh, Pacific War Pacific uh, Theater. You know what? So. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you another one. What about the Unknown Soldier? Remember the guy who had like his face wrapped up in like oh, yeah. um. That's, right, that's yeah. another one they could use. By the way, kids, you should be writing those these comics down. We're giving you knowledge. So, Sergeant Rock and an Unknown Soldier. Love those motorcycles, by the way. So I did love the I did like the the twist that they gave in for the Captain America with the uh, the Ultimate series where where was the uh, was it the Shatari were with them yeah and I like that that twist to it because it added a, a a different level of it it wasn't just you know human against human or super soldier against super soldier it was it was something a little bit more yeah it it, just, it added to it. Now, I guess at, at this point, they had already started experimenting on Bucky. Maybe slightly. Do you think he has something in him at this point? Possibly. I mean, like an implant or yeah, something? He already looks a little druggy. Because yeah. okay. that's the thing I got when I saw. I was like, you know, he's not all the way Hydra, but they've, they've started on him. Yeah. I like the bit of realism that they add, like when Cap is going to rescue him in his in his suit. You know, he's not in, in his Captain America gear. He's got a leather jacket on. He's got to be warm, helmet. It's that grounded thing that I always like when they add that. This is great. Yeah, their first uh, first introduction. First introduction, yep. This is very Temple of Doom, by the way. Yep, over the uh, <laughs> over the swinging bridge. Hmm. He didn't even hesitate; he just hit him.
they didn't get a chance to finish the fight. Fix your face, by the way. I love this part. Because he knew it was coming. The Red Skull. It just shows how long, you know, how long we've come or how far we've come. I'm sorry. You know, that horrible 90s movie of Captain America where the Red Skull was shown for the beginning of the movie and he was so bulky. It, that you know, still would have worked. Just have a fucking it, accent. That was, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. only, it still would have worked. It's like I said, it, like the first 10 minutes of that movie, I was in, I was like, and I, I remember I rented that movie. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. this is, this is it. Like the, the rocket that had the intro. I'm like, I'm in. And then all I'm going to say is plastic surgery, Italian, kids. Yeah. And that, that's it. It just, if they would have just simply done the right accent, it's, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what the reason was behind it. Oh my, it's, that's one of those. Movies. Other than the actor that, that was in there, who was, was that Frank Langella? No, no, no. It was somebody else. Oh God, who was that? I, Oh, the reason man. I'm thinking it was Frank Langella because it reminded he it almost reminded me of Skeletor and it did, it did yeah that's Frank why Angel I, is, Frank Angel is a treasure of Skeletor by the way treasure if you get if you guys get a chance look up Frank Angel's Skeletor speech if you're not motivated by that <laughs> oh I wanted to storm attorney after that I mean I did <laughs> that speech was great. If you, uh, you have you ever seen the Nostalgia Critic? He puts that online and as he reviews that movie, and as he's doing that speech, he's just like in awe. I'm like, dude, that that alone, that Frank Angelo speech is like that makes it's master of the universe. And by the way, Asylumites, if we want us to do that movie, maybe one day, put up a poll, vote on it. Scott Paulin. Scott Pollan is the oh, actor no. that that played Red Skull in that. Night. Was he Amer- was he American? Uh, he was American. American film, uh, film and television actor and director. Really, best known for his roles in The Right Stuff, Cat People, Teen Wolf, The Accused, Cat People, Turner and Hooch. Oh man, I have to look this guy up. Um, it's very like like he almost kind of like. He says it's he's still active, but I don't really see much acting. Going on here, but yeah, that was um, that was the actor. This part is great. More Tommy Lee had basically has said. He has egg on his face right now. Oh, yeah. And the music, by the way, is great as well. By the way, Haley, if you want to contact us at the Heroes Asylum, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Talk about future plans, maybe another Agent Carter series, hopefully. 
we know you're doing the what if and the voices. So, um, you know, contact Thanatos Kane at the Heroes Asylum and, you know, Captain just for reference. Yeah, come on. You can talk to another captain. Yeah. Can have the reunions of the captain and the Peggy. Yeah, you have another captain. Great shot, by the way. Bringing the boys home. With some new toys. Yeah. Now, do they, do they start adapting these weapons to their own? I'm trying to remind me. Well, I'm sure we'll see here in a few minutes okay. when, they, when they do it, but I, I'm not sure. I'm sure Tony or uh, Howard gets a piece of it, you know, and starts, like, doing something with them. Now, this guy's like, okay, he brought him home. So he's not the guy that, that I thought he was. Shit again. Shit. Yeah. He's got to respect them. That's the thing. He's like, he brought these guys home. How can you hate him now? And even after all that he put him through, he still gives him a salute. I love that. She digs him. (laughs) Then we get this badass remontage coming up. Stan. Now, the gentleman sitting right next to him, that is Reb, the first Captain America. Is that him? Yes, sir. Oh, cr- yep, that was uh, him. That was, dude, wow. <laughs> that was the first cab? That was from 1970. That was motorcycle helmet guy? Yes, sir. That's, That's crazy. He's so Actually, he, he's aged pretty well. Yeah. And it's funny is that this is a, this is a this is an odd one for Stanley to cameo in because he did not create Captain America. That would, Captain America was created by Joe Simon in uh, in uh, in Kirby. Um, was it Kirby? Yeah, Kirby was part of the, uh, the artist for for it at the beginning. Um, but no, uh, Stanley brought him back in 1964. So when he was the head, you know, the head editor at that at that point. But yeah, that was uh, that's one of the ones that it's not a typical cameo for him. Hmm. Now the actress here, the blonde actress. I was just gonna get to that, but I'll let you do it. You know who she is? No, go right ahead. No, 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 no. You first, sir. You first. Oh no, I'm just. She, I am. She's in tons of stuff. I mean, if if you guys are, if anybody's ever watched any of the Hunger Games. She was in there. Uh, she was also in Game of Thrones as one of uh, the Margaret McGarra. McGarra. Uh, yeah, um, I can't pronounce her name. Always weird names. But yeah, she'll gonna, she'll come back and, and cause a little little th- little fracas. Little I want to grow. I want to grow me a stash like Dum Dum Duggan. Go right ahead. 
I think that, that will work. Get rid of the beard. I love the fact that, you know, to me, the, the soul of Cap besides Peggy is Bucky. And the relationship is just so, it's just like two dudes, like, you know, hey, man, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, I took care of you. Now you're this big dude, but, you know, I'm still going to still treat you like that little dude. But again, like nothing changes. What you got to realize that's this is different from the, I mean, most people think this is how it was. But it wasn't. This is but I think, it, yeah, in the comics, it was not like this at all. Yeah, but this it was more of like Bucky was a subordinate. Yeah. Well, Bucky was a kid. He was a teenager. Yeah. He was, he was Robin to, to Captain's Batman. But, uh, but you know, this is, this is what part, partially gave Captain more soul in, in the movies. Oh, yeah. Agreed. The, real, the relationship between him and. It's him more, and it's a deeper connection, man. It's like, it's a brotherhood, but it's like, hey, man, you know, we. Oh, Haley Atwell. Mike called the lawyer. No, no, no. They're already listening. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I got a trivia question for you. Can you name all the appearances that Haley Atwell has been in the MCU, starting with this movie? Well, we already kind of broke them down. Yeah, but you're missing some. Well, I know she was, I think she did like flashbacks in S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, you got that. Correctly. There's probably one movie you're not even going to remember right now. She in Ant-Man? Nope. Hmm. It's going to shock you. Well, it's MCU. It won't shock me. If no, well, it, it's not going to shock you. I'm, 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 if, I, I take that back. I'm sorry. It's not going to shock you, but it probably... If you said Batman, I'd go, oh, you'll like... Um, crap. Yeah, okay, that shocked uh, me. It'll surprise you. I, yeah, the Ant-Man is the only one I can think of during the flashback. Because um, you mentioned, you mentioned all the you mentioned Civil War. Yes, we had Civil War. War she was mentioned. You mentioned Winter Soldier. At Endgame, we mentioned Endgame. So, but yeah, that's those are the only ones. Like I said, I give the only one I would. You're missing one more. No idea. Age of Ultron. She's in a flashback when Wanda. The Scarlet Witch is, you know, at that point an antagonist. Oh, hypnotizes Cap. Was that the dance or? Yes, oh, that is okay. the dance. Uh oh. No. I like how just she just walks away. Like, I don't know. The suits always that tight back then. They were, yeah. Amazing. You got to realize this is more their dress dress one, so they were they were supposed to be that way. If you were in your more fatigues, it was a little looser. There's an homage to Cap Spike, by the way, in the comics. Not exactly that one, but actually, it is almost you know 
it's the Kevlar. This is almost like he's like the Alfred, not oh, the Lucius Fox, I would say, not Alfred. Breaking down all his tech. Or, or the cue to James, James Bond. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yes, sir. How did he make that shield? The one with like the, 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 the first one. See, that first one looks like, you know, Robbie the Robot almost. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I know um, that they, they already showed the original shield. I don't know if maybe it was like, I, again, I'm not, not that much of a Caps fan, so I don't know all of the things they did, but maybe it might have been like an alternate one that for like a What If series or something like that. I love this part. Me too. That's a woman you want, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you want, the one that's going to pull a gun and shoot at you. <laughs> look she gave him like damn look at how even Howard he's like I ain't gonna mess with that he's like how about days in the suit I love this suit by the way if, ever, if I could ever cosplay as Cap I would go with this outfit Now, did he mention that shield was vibranium, or did he mention it was a metal that was unknown? I don't think they had a name for it yet. Okay. Um, my friend Reggie and I, you know, when I used to work at Scholastic's uh, book fairs back in the day, there's a line coming up on the Red Skull that we used to say all the time, and it's coming up shortly. I just want to see if you can catch it. This is comics right now. This is like Cap going to the war with the Howling Commandos. Yep. It's like I said, I didn't think this movie could work, but it did. Damn, you got to be good to do that. Even Tommy does it. That's Cap. Shield, boom. I really, honestly, I wish there was more time with him. I know we're seeing a lot of action and everything, a big montage. But uh, I wish there was more time with the Howling Commandos. There's one big... Yeah, there's, there's just so much you can do in, in a two-hour room. This is it. That's the line. Sorry, I called it out. I used to say that all the time. I used to clock in. Reggie, you are failing. We got to get him on the podcast one time. Cool dude. Big Batman geek. So you can, you know, step to the side. Just let us just nerd out. No problem. I'll make I'll make right. snide comments like I usually do. No, that's fine. Is that Rep? No, that's not him, is it? No. Rep Brown? Is that him? Is that the? No, no. Okay, I thought he was one of the first spies.
That's Jesus, man. That's a long-ass rope. Oh, you know what? I just noticed something. What? The outfit that Bucky's wearing now is a similar outfit that he's going to wear for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Plus the silver arm. Like the whole, like the, the concept that the coloring scheme and everything, if you look at it, it's the same thing. Well, it's kind of just similar to what he was in as the Winter Soldier. It was always like a, a darker pants and a like. Well, a- wait, but he didn't have the blue. As a Winter Soldier, he had the black. The hair was longer, obviously, but now he has, he's got the shorter cut. I think it's a throwback to this movie. Like he's no longer the evil winter soldier. He's this, you know. Guy with a cool robot arm. Yeah, guy with a cool robot. What happened exactly? Kind of amazing technology. This is 1946. This is a bullet train. This is Marvel's 1946. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just saying. It is a bullet train, though. Yeah, it's definitely an homage to a bullet train uh, created in Japan. I believe the first bullet train was 1983. Don't quote me on that. I ain't said shit. <laughs> Ooh. So uh, the, Sebastian was actually considered highly for the uh, for the role as Cap. Who Stan? Yeah, yep. I could see it. I could see it. He he was considered when when they weren't sure if they'll if Chris was going to sign on or not. I'll tell you what. This scene, how you know what's going to happen to Buck right now, I think is a better scene. Than how he dies in the comics. Because I think the way he dies in the comics is kind of lame. Because the rocket goes up in the sky and you don't know what happened. This is more like, oh, damn, you know, he fell off yeah. the train. And, and I mean, I you know, go back to the fact of, of the the relationship they, they had. Exactly. You know, exactly. Beforehand it, beforehand, it was very Batman-Robin relationship. And there wasn't that that strong connection. There was more parental connection. Well, it's one of those things that we've always discussed that, you know, the MCU pluses things that you didn't work in the comics to that seem kind of kitty. That in this world is more, you know, relatable. Well, you couldn't you couldn't have had a kid doing this. I mean, you, I mean, to be honest, it would it just wouldn't work. Not no the- no exactly it wouldn't work because you don't need because I mean the whole point <clears throat> the whole point of this, the kid sidekick in the comic books in the early days was for the fact that 
those the comic book writers and, and manufacturers wanted the kid to attach to the kid sidekick and feel that they could be along in those adventures with them. And it was more the thing they wanted, you know, they wanted, you know, more younger readers as well. That's why Robin yeah. was created and Bucky because well, you're like, hey, it's like, you know, okay, the, like the, the comic book readers back at those times, like probably like 15, 14 years old, they wanted the eight-year-olds. Oh, hey, there's a kid sidekick, so you could read this now. Hence Robin, hence Bucky, and, yeah. you know, many others after that. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was saying. Is they, they, yeah, yeah. They were able to put the readers into the <clears throat> mindset of those sidekicks and be like, oh, I can be on that adventure with these guys. Yeah, but you can't do that nowadays. It's, a, it's like, you know, when you make a Batman movie today – you can't have Robin being, you know, 11 years old or nine years old. Wouldn't work. I think the youngest, the, the, how young they did Jason Todd in, in Titans, I think. Is ex- exactly. That's where you want to. That, they that, could have gone a little bit younger if they, you know, like they want to push it. But I think that was a good age. Yeah. You don't want to go no more than that. I love you just eating that steak in front of him. I know. I can very, medium very, medium. very much like Sam from from the Fugitive in U.S. Marshall. Oh yeah, he does that same character. Like he, that's literally something Sam would do. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Great line. Another good movie, by the way, kids. Check out the Fugitive if you haven't. And U.S. Marshals, because I think that was to me. I, I like U.S. Marshals. I'm one of the most. I'm the apologetic for U.S. Marshals. No, I think it was better. I, I think the. I thought Wesley Snipes did a better job. I think the the team with with uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. And by the way, the main villain in U.S. Marshals was Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. Yeah. Ties it all together. Another young young. He seemed young in that one, but he really wasn't. I mean, it, no, he was in mid thirties, I think. Yeah, this was uh this was I think during his cleanup time. I I don't he was starting. Which to- one? He had a couple cleanup times. Uh, the, I think this was the last one because this wasn't. Um, was that before Alan McBeal or? Ooh. That's what I'm saying because Alan McBeal was like this cleanup time. Then he got fired, and then he. You know, I have to look it up. I think that was. I honestly, I want to say I think that was around that time frame. That's when people tell me that Robert Downey Jr. is basically, you know, he's oh, he's just Tony Stark, dude. Look at his look at his catalog. Look at him. We call less than zero, by the way. Oh, if you don't yeah, think he can act, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm not. I will. I will agree with them that he is Tony Stark, but he's Tony Stark because of the, the his his things that he's had to deal with. He's paid his dues. Like, like Let's just not, say that. Not he's not paid. saying that he, saying he's not an actor. No, that's wrong. He's he can act. Chaplin, if you have never seen Chaplin. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. No, Phen- sure. Not good. Phenomenal. Yeah. But again, I mean, when you, you don't, you better not use less than zero as, a, as an idea because I mean, he's, he's playing an addict. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I know. Like it was he's even a weird science, by the way. A young Robert Downey in that back then. A weird science. Uh, I mean, you really want to go back, you know, uh, back to school. Oh, he, dude, he's so good in Back to School. Back to School. He's like the best friend. Oh my! Him, him and uh, the actor, I can never remember. I him. forgot his name. I know who you're talking about too. He, the guy he was, he was in. No, that, that I'm, I'm sorry. He was in Christine. He was the main guy in Christine. 
No, no, I'm not talking about the his friend in. in uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm about sorry. Uh, Ronnie Dangerfield's friend, who the guy that played Paulie in Rocky. When those, when when Robert Downey Jr.'s character and his character meet meet up, they like they oh. mesh. They're like, oh, we're the two sidekicks, but oh, we, we yes. get us. It's a movie we have to do. Got to put it on the list. Now I love the fact that he can't get hammered, but he's sitting at a bar, basically destroyed. And he's mourning his buddy. See, Mike, when you go, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to a bar by myself, put on a, you know, a uniform outfit. I'm going to mourn your death. Find a burned out bar. Find a burned out bar. Okay. Well, and then I hope- better make sure when I go, I'm going to burn down a bar so you have a place to go. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Haley Outwell walks in too. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, I can always hope. No, in your luck, I'll be one of my crazy exes. You know what? <laughs> yeah, don't die on me now. <laughs> Not to, that means I'm gonna sorry. That means if you die on me now, right. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna one who's gonna go first. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, there he is, Sam from the Fugitive. You know. What was the name of the doctor that he's that he's pursuing in that movie? Doctor Cross. I forgot. Goodness, I'm trying to remember because he was based off of a real life, real life act, a real life doctor. Yeah. Actually, actually, there's a strange, and odd little um, a wrestling connection to that. Oh, really? Well, that the doctor that it's based off of after everything went down with with it. He uh, couldn't couldn't go really go back to being a doctor. He ended up doing professional wrestling. Are you and serious? There is a famous move that he created that was made famous again during the 1990s during the Attitude Era, and uh, and and it was it's one of the, it was a throwback. Do, do you know uh, what the move is? All right, I'm gonna think. Is it a submission move? Yes, in a way, it could could be considered a submission move. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, not, that's gonna be hard. Um, the chicken wing? No, no. Uh, figure four, figure eight, scorpion deathlock. Um, I can't. Is it an armbar? Like some kind of Fuji armbar? No, got nothing to do with the arms. All right, I gave up. What is it? The mandible claw. Oh, it was him. Yeah, he. Yep. He he created it and fully found out that we know the history of it and and signed up for it. And it it is truly a real move that you can get a you can do a a work working mandible claw, which means that they he pretends to put his fingers in there, but he actually you know bends them back. Or if Foley didn't like somebody, he would really do that. And there's a, there's a nerve at the base of your tongue. But you can, yeah, I heard about that. that. They'll just like pinch it, and then you'll just kind of make you want to drop. When did they put that? Um, because I think I don't know if he did it or um Bray Wyatt's using it. That he puts like a little prosthetic on his on those index fingers when he puts his, you know, his, you know what I'm talking about. It's almost like a a splint. Yeah, they use. I don't know if they still use it. Maybe he does. This is a great shot, by the way. Oh wow, yeah. This is so good. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, oh, damn. 
And it's uh, Richard Kimball, by the way, as, okay. as we were trying to think. Yeah. About. Dr. Richard Kimball. But that wasn't his name in, in real life. It was it was based off of another doctor. And It's funny how these um, officers of Hydra look like Racer X. Don't they? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if he smells like Twizzlers. I wonder if he does. Right. He probably does. Don't get me thinking about that. I love Twizzlers. <laughs> I might see red like that. I'm like, Twizzlers. I wonder That's if like, that, that, is a, that is not a, like a crimson red. That's a Twizzlers red. I'm going to agree with you on that. Phenomenal makeup, by the way. The way they got the nose to be distorted. Straight up comics. The indention in the head. I don't think it's that difficult when they were able to, again, go back to I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, compared to what we had in the past. But, I mean, just just think what they did to Chris Evans at the beginning. I I know, I know. So that you you missing a nose is not that big a deal. I know I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm just I'm going off past things. Look at look at what we grew up with. I know that's all I'm saying. Compared to what we had, we got to what we have now. I love that Dungan hat. Buy me that hat, by the way. It's a bowler hat. Is it a bowler hat? Yeah, I want that. Bowler, hat. yeah, bowler, yeah. There, okay. I'm gonna rock that hat. You're going to do that with the mustache or? or uh, yes, with the mustache. I think one of our mutual friend's um, boyfriend, he wears a hat like that. He's a Steelers fan. I'm trying to think who he is. He wore it one time. He has, a, he has that mustache too. Mutual friends. He, it's like most of Marcy, um, uh, Marcy, they have another friend. Is a blonde headed girl, and she brings in her boyfriend, and he has like a hat like that. He's a Steelers fan. He looks very, oh. and he, you know what I'm talking about? No, sorry. I was just watching him blow up. Okay, sorry. sorry. I watched the dude running by just poof. That's oh. frightening, weather. Damn. He's taking them all out. Hey, this guy's a badass. Okay, they didn't look. That's so, weird. They 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 didn't have that technology. I guess yeah, they didn't. I guess they didn't convert it over. Mm. I'm assuming again. I think it's it's probably something that Howard's working on. But probably the one thing is that they they didn't have the Tesseract to refill those things. They could probably okay. use them a little bit, but they run out. You're right. You're right. Okay. No, that makes sense. I'm just wondering, since Howard Stark is a mind like far beyond anybody at this point, that he could somehow create some kind of a hybrid version. The technology just wasn't there. I don't know why he wrote that note to Tony. That's the one prop I don't have. I don't have Cap Shield. Cap Shield. It's a big prop to have. I'm thinking about like I have Mjolnir. I have the the gauntlets. I don't have any of the masks. I don't want to buy none of the masks. I think they're kind of pointless. But like you know, a handheld prop—that's the like the shield is like a thing that I, I keep pondering. Like, should I get it or shouldn't? Yeah, I've been thinking about doing a mask, but getting like the styrofoam heads and putting yeah. on that and having it propped up. Or even um, what's his name? Wolfgang Productions or Wolfman Productions? I, th- I believe it's one of your mutual 
Oh, Wolf Graham. Wolf yep. Graham. Yeah, he makes fantastic. By the way, if you kids want a cosplay mask, check out Wolf Graham. He is amazing. And he will do the breakdown. Like, I think uh, I think it was almost a couple months ago when he saw the Deathstroke mask from Titans. And he what he would do every week is he would, like, literally break it down as he's making the mask. Like, hey, this is the mold. Hey, I'm going to color this week. Hey, I'm going to cut the eyes. And you see the final product? It is so so good like free publicity for those guys but it's he's he's really good really good by the way that's wolf grand productions i believe on facebook check him out i'm amazed that he's able to make this underground you know down in the mountains of the himalayas that he did fairly quickly I'm a st- like the engineers for Hydra, they're world class. Oh yeah. I mean look at the size of it. I mean just- look at how big that runway is. Like yeah. Jesus. There we go. Hey, you slip the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't it be? What about when you last time? Last mm-hmm. last chance. Don't slip him a tongue. Keep moving. I love Tommy in this movie. You're right. He's so Sam. Oh, Mess up that ride, man. That is nice. yeah, that's a sweet ride, man. You know what that ride reminds me of? Another comic book movie. See if you can get it. Oh, uh, it's probably the same same one I was thinking when you you, you know what it is. Uh, when you kept mentioning uh, the technology, I, I keep going back uh, to um, Led, uh, League of uh, Gentlemen. Yes, yes, sir. Every time you're like, oh man, you know how Hydra looks like more technological. I was like, every time you said that, I kept thinking of League, have how they were, but I don't think League. Yep, that's, that's the movie I kept referencing, man. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if we ever do that movie, I have to be absolutely hammered because I hate that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Really? Oh, oh no, I hate that movie. Ooh, like pure. It's not Batman and Robin level, but it's it's up there. It's bad. Well, I mean, it's not a great adaptation of because I read the book. It's one of those things where you read the book and you're like, oh my god, it's so good, and then you see it like, what the hell is this? Well, I, I did the same thing. I read the book, but I also understand the production of. Uh, again, we all grew up in the eighties. I know. All, look, all got I, this you're more sensible than I am. <laughs> I am more like I'm more like the angry fan. You're more like the sensible guy. Like, hey, you got to understand what they went through. But I, I'm, I'm like, I understand. Hey, we got it. Would you rather have not gotten? I look at like yes, we got it, but they still messed up. It was still bad. It was still bad. I'm sorry. Yes, we got it. I'm grateful, but at that point, no. Jesus, Cap is strong. Damn man, Jesus, he needs his fucking spinach. Fuck. Who's that? Who's that? Which one's that? It's Wheaties. Don't be like Bruce Jenner though. Oh my god, that airplane reminds me of a horrible video game I used to play in ColecoVision called Minor 2049er. I don't know why I thought about that now. I never beat that game. It's a crux. Nope. Ooh. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Where's that for? New York? Is that one for New York? Is that the New York one? No, that's the Chicago one, I think. No, no, the Chicago one already dropped. All right, so Chicago's gone. No, he, no he, he, dro- he dropped it before the guy could get in it. Because he's dropping them so they could fly it there. 
Yeah, plain things I know. I love this fight, by the way. I know it's not kind of weird, but not the typical Red Skull cap fight, but I'll take it. There goes Red Skull. Tell you what, I love Red Skull's outfit. I mean, he's dressed pimp. Might be a villain. He's got a nice, you know, silk dress shirt, pants. You know, in the comics, he had that ugly jumpsuit. Remember that? I always remember a jacket. No, it was a jumpsuit. It was an ugly green jumpsuit. A jumpsuit? Uh, yes. Look it up. It's an ugly, ugly green jumpsuit. There he is with the Tesseract. And there he goes. We will see you again. In what year did this movie came out? This was... 2012? Yes, 2012, yeah. So we won't see him for another seven years. And there goes Tesseract. I think even Tommy Lee Jones, he's like, yep, yeah, he's he's kind of screwed. Yep, yeah, hope against hope, but not gonna happen. This this ship, this airship, by the way, is it's modeled after something. I'm trying to think what. Well, I want to say, I think it was a model that, like, they never did make. Uh, it's, I mean, it is very similar to the uh, Stealth Bomber. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking of, because I'm thinking, like, um, I don't know if you recall, um, 
maybe you do going to the corner store and you're buying your like your, your candy fishes and all that and you know your garbage your sour patches and then you would have like on the side these airplanes you could build for like it was like a dollar fifty and one of the planes I got was one the shark plane which was like the one the air and and the other one was this one and they were cheap they were like paper airplanes but like more like you know they're dollar fifty ooh look I got one of these they wouldn't last long they'd break. Yeah, we're old. Sorry. Hey, you're the one reminiscing about it. Don't throw me. In I, I, yeah, hey, hey, look, you're there too. So don't sit there and silence in the background. You're part of that generation as well. You're just being silent. Oh, such a good moment, by the way. Then. Gone. I wonder if they went out to look for him, though. Uh, yeah, because that's how uh, that's how uh, Tony or not Tony um, Howard will find the test rack. Okay. Because they do go they do go out to do a search party for him. I wonder why they didn't find him. Was the plane so like oh. the plane is right there? Like you think they couldn't find that? Doesn't it sit what? down or something like that? I don't. That's, know. What, I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, okay, look, it's sinking. You're right. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, I take that back. It's Marvel. I'm sure they didn't just go. Oh, oh no, we just left it out there in the open and nobody found it. Uh, They're okay. gonna give it a reason why it sank. All right. Down. All right. All right. I take that back. Sorry, guys. The Halloween Commandos. Yeah, and here's yep. the scene I was thinking about at the beginning. Yeah. We found something. It's a call back to another movie that comes later on the pike. I believe out of all the Infinity Stones, like the Tesseract is shown in like the most movies, probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah, it is. It's shown. It's shown more often because it's it's this one. Um, you see it again in. Well, you see in the first, you see in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, obviously. that's what I was thinking. First Avengers, yeah. Then uh, do you see at the ending of um, the first Thor movie. So yeah. And then you don't you see it again in. Uh, doesn't Loki go and see it? Yeah, yeah, Loki. I think uh, you, and see, you see it again in uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's.
This part freaked me out. Because I'm like, okay, the movie's over? That's it? Because I was like, I go, wait a minute, they rescued him? Well, you remember at the beginning they found him. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's like, oh, but. And those Parkers, I guess, could be conceived during that era. Now they kept everything to spot on except for that fan. That fan just did not. Yeah, the fan. <laughs> but, they, but they had the heater. They had, you see the heater by the window? Yeah, the heat. I had one of those. I had one of those. Yes, I'm old. Those pencil skirts. Is that what they call them? Pencil skirts? I wouldn't know. Sorry. Pencil tie I've heard of, but I don't don't know about it. I think those are called pencil skirts. This is the Haley Hatwell knockoff. Uh oh. You didn't think he was going to kick their ass, man? He's a freaking super soldier. He's beating the hell out of everyone, but then he culture shock. Guess what, Cap? You've been in bed for seventy years. This is one of those moments, like, damn, like, what do you do? Mr. Fury? Damn. I'm late for a day. Boom. Well, that is Captain America, the first Avenger, the first of the series of 12 year-long series that we're going to do. And better than I thought. You know, when I first saw it for the first time, it was like, you know, decent movie, but not like seeing it for the second, third time that I've seen it right now. A lot of cool things in it. Well, I, think- I mean, even though it's, it's, a, it's a timepiece. Yeah. A period piece, yeah. I mean, I, I think really when you go back to look at it now, after a decade of other movies, and you're seeing the moments that mattered, it's it's you know like watching a, a television series, and you know you know at the end of the series you're like, oh wait, I, I thought about that point here and that point here, and you're in, you're kind of tying the stories together, and that's what this is because this one is, and the reason we chose it 
this was the catalyst for for the rest of them. You yeah, know, pretty much so everything. Much, yeah, I mean, really, if you get down to it, the very last scene of the Infinity Saga or whatever they're, they're calling it is based because of this movie. The last scene you see is is, is literally is, like yeah, is, is verbatim them together. And I mean, and that's this is kind of the 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 arc. This is the beginning of Steve's story. And there's so many things to the the you know with with how Howard being in there with the Tesseract being in there, uh, references to you know the Howling Commandos. Actually, uh, the actor that played the Asian member of the Howling Commandos, he actually is the descendant, or he's he's the the ancestor to Peter Parker's principal in the first Spider-Man movie. That's crazy. And it's played by the same actor. Wow. Yeah. And it's played by the same exact actor, but that's, what's funny is after the, after the snap, it's played by a different actor. So it's, it's kind of one of those, it's one of those ones, but it's like, this is a point in time for the Marvel movies where little strings, you know, to think of it as a crime scene, put this as the origin. And a lot of strings go back to this moment. Yeah. There's like a lot of little moments that you connect to the entire MCU. And it's just like, and it's not even big things. I mean, the Tesseract, of course, but like other things like the captain was saying with like the Asian guy and like, um, Haley Atwell, like the beginning of shield literally in this movie, like literally is the, is the beginning of shield. Um, the super soldier serum like that was perfected in this movie, but it was never perfected again, but was sort of perfected. I guess Hydra made their own version with Bucky and then you just keep going. It's like a linear story that just keeps going. And you have so many echoes in this movie of, of like other movies as well. Like I told you the beginning of this movie had echoes of the thing. Um, the world's fair, which was an Iron Man too. It's like a lot of echoes that they, just, they, they put like little nuggets they put in there. That'll keep the interest. That'll keep us going. But, you know, casual viewers like, what is this? But if you go back and look at them, you'll be like, oh, damn. Like, you could literally have, like, a party night. And, like, oh, remember that moment? Like, oh, that tied into that thing. And you didn't know. It's like you can appreciate these movies, like, after they're gone and, like, just connect the dots. And I think that's so fabulous. By the way, you're right. Joe Simon and Jack Kirby created this. Good pull there, sir. Yes, sir. And I think the post credit scene. On I think we have a post credit scene. There is a post credit scene. And I believe it's just him hitting the punching bag. Yeah, I believe that's all it is. And then, and then, uh, and then Nick comes over and says, Hey, you know, we you know, got up, you know, if you, you want to do something, soldier. And I think that's the only, yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, I think that's the only, th- I'm trying to think when we're going to get to Avengers. I'm looking at my list right now. We will be getting to Avengers in March. So just a, just a month or two away. Yes. Yeah. That, actually, wait. Yeah, oh, basically. Geez. No, that, that'll be, wait, January, February, March. April. We're getting into an April. I'm sorry. Because the next one is Iron Man. And the third one is going to be the first Thor movie. The first of three Thor movies, believe it or not. And when I say that we were shocked doing this, that we had to include all three Thor movies, believe me, the captain's face 
his facial expressions said it all. Yeah, I was, I was very. He bad. was, and he didn't like. He didn't want to do it. Like he was like, well, maybe the first Thor, but you know, tangentially, when you're trying to connect the whole MCU, the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because we're we're primarily we're concentrating on the Infinity Saga, so there are a few movies that don't include or tie in to anything Infinity, other than maybe the post credit scenes, mm-hmm. and we can talk about the post credit scenes in those missed movies later to say maybe to tie in a little bit more but there are just some movies that just we didn't feel were necessary but after watching the final you know the end game avengers you know after you you and i sat there and talked we're like well crap there's a lot more to to the thor's you know trilogy than we thought in fact thor 2 was the one that we thought would first thing out of my mouth was oh we're going to just not do that one because that one's just not really tied in but that is exactly what you're saying you're like we're not doing the dark world and i was like but um, you know, it has one of the the reality stone in it, and I think that's when you kind of like, oh, yeah. So and then Ragnarok, obviously, and then the first Thor, and then yeah. So um, yeah, th- the three Thor movies, the, the Thor trilogy is going to be three of the twelve movies on this list. Oof, yeah, we're going to be Thor after it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I I'm gonna I'm, I will um, I think I have the list here. It's not in a chronological order, but um, but what you can be expecting in the next twelve months? Um, obviously we're doing the first Avengers, the second. We're gonna be doing all Avengers movies, so that's four. Um, Captain America three is up there as well. Civil War, Iron Man, the first one, which by the way is the only Iron Man movie in in this order. Guardians 1, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now grasp that. And all three Thors. So if you can gather that chronological order, you figure all four Avengers movies, all three Thor movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Cap 1, Iron Man 1, Guardians, and that's the list. That is the list that the Captain and I came up with that makes the most sense chronologically in this infinity saga so like it comment like or share but that's the way we're going yes sir it so, wasn't easy to make no it wasn't trust me we, we had a it was a <laughs> it was a hard list to make it was it was done in the night where i'll just say that you know things were going on but it makes the most sense the day after yep so yeah, we'll get we're definitely gonna be hitting those. We will continue with the regular midnight movies. Uh like normal. We'll do our random ones, we'll do our polls, but this one will also be included, just like we did with the Star Wars movies. Just once a Star Wars we did I we had it set up to release once a week, but this one we're just gonna keep monthly so it's not you know hitting you guys as much. And it gives us time because we were getting so bombarded with Star Wars, we lost oh my track God. Of, we... of all the other movies. We're like, man, do we wanna we gotta like clean, cleanse our palettes and do just a, a, a different like crazy movie yeah we so needed good. that levity because we were i was to be honest i was star wars out for a while yeah so so that was the this is the plan we're going to do this once a month but we're going to continue to do the regular movies and another maybe one or two a month so you know we'll probably have a total of maybe three but this is a set in stone you will see this every month unless like you know something tragic happens to where we, you know, we can't can't get it out there this but, is going to happen what the captain's trying to say one way or another it will happen like this is set in stone for 12 months uh the other watch along 
songs, they're subject to change. All things are, but um, these will keep coming. Trust me. This is going to keep going. It won't be Star Wars because Star Wars, I was all Star Wars out after a while. All argued out. And um, here's the post credit scene. By the way, not much, but I believe this scene was included in the Avengers well, movie. Of, well, it's sort of, it's it shows him boxing, and then, yeah, the scene's included in there, and then the basic of the scene turns into a, an Avengers credit <laughs> trailer is really yeah. what it was, because if I remember correctly, Avengers was next in release. Day. I think it was the next one. Yes, it was. So it just said it, what, I, what I watched was pretty much made sense. Yeah, see, and yeah, there it is. We got the trailer for the first. I remember when I saw this, and I was dating a girl at the time, like, oh my God, can you believe what's coming next year? And this is the first Avengers movie. Because this is the first time you ever saw them. Like, they're really going to do it? They're the first studio that had the balls to do it. Yep. And again, this is this is pre... I mean, I think Avengers was going to be the first of the Disney movies. Uh, um, yes. The, other, you are the others beforehand, uh, this, this one. And like I said, uh, Thor two or three was the last done by Paramount. And then, in the next ones were all Disney going forward. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, then they went forward after that. But, um, you know, looking back at the first Avenger again, like I said, I just, there are so many things, so many good things that I just didn't realize. Like, oh, you know, I saw that, and like I saw that, like the acting scenes. Like I told you about the uh, Stanley Tucci scene with, you know, with Chris Evans, you know, the skinny Chris Evans, where he's sitting in the bunker and he's just telling him, like, look, I chose you. I didn't choose you because I, I thought you were the best soldier. I chose you because you had the best heart. Like out of all the soldiers, like yeah, they were more physically fit, but you know, they didn't have the guts you had. And just like little tender scenes like this, and Haley talking to uh, Chris or Steve in the bar when the bars burned down after Bucky died. It's like moments, but you know, you put all those together and you know, have, you have an empire like that Kevin Feige has created and that, you know, I'm a hardcore DC fan as are you, sir. But you know, you have to admire what the MCU has done with like, you know, these characters that we, that we said at the beginning, like cap C plus character, Iron Man, a C plus character at the beginning of this trilogy. Of, of course, now a little bit different. They're all a pluses now, but, it's amazing how it began. Yes, sir. Yes. So make sure you guys do check out all of our podcast episodes, our archive. You can find that on heroesasylum.com where you will find links to our regular show, Heroes Asylum, as well as the links to Midnight Movie. So if you guys want to get into our archives and dig around and see some of the stuff we have, I mean, we are creeping up slowly, uh, less than a month away for a year, Mark, Ooh, for a year of asylum. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're literally, actually, yeah, we're exactly one month away. That's, that's so, scary. That's so, very yeah, scary. Yep. So, yeah, and we do have a rather, rather hefty archive. New things are coming. We do post a lot of news on there on the uh, website. That'll link you over to our Facebook page where you're going to see all that. Uh, and also, guys, we do have our first con- our first convention. Um, I guess what- Kaiser Supercon, March twentieth. Yes, I was just going to say that. By the way, um, March twentieth and twenty first, the captain and I will be there both days. Unbelievable! It's almost a month and a half away. But yeah, hey, we're going to be there. Um, you know, just hang out with us, talk with us, you know, all geek stuff. We're setting up a little table in KaiserCon. It's going to be fun. Come out, you know, a little after party afterwards. Who knows? But uh, just come and say hi. All right, guys, make sure you guys do check us out and like us and subscribe. And we will see you guys 
next week and next time. Get to the asylum. This has been a Heroes Asylum production.